Hello everybody, lovely to have you here with us. My name is Alicia Joseph and this is our very first podcast for Kaleidoscope Teen Magazine. I am a senior in high school. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I will be going to college next year in Memphis, Tennessee. So today we will be talking about colorism and I'm going to start off really broad in the beginning and then move towards a more personal angle towards the answer. Just stay tuned for that. Don't forget to comment while you guys are listening anything you agree with, anything you disagree with. This is all about you guys. So anything you want to say, just drop it down in the comments below. So what exactly is colorism? I'm going to provide two definitions for you guys, just in case you don't know, or just in case you need a refresher. So the first definition is, colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. And the second definition is, colorism is the idea that light-skinned minorities are given more privilege than their darker-skinned peers. First, I'm going to talk about colorism in the media, but specifically in the movie industry. So when the movie Crazy Rich Asians came out in August of 2018, some Asian Americans were disappointed by the lack of dark skin and brown actors. And in Asia, there's a deeply rooted cultural notion that associates dark skin with poverty and working in the fields, whereas pale skin reflects a more comfortable life out of the sun and therefore suggests that this person is of a higher socioeconomic status. I totally understand why some Asian Americans were disappointed by not seeing other skin tones represented in the media. You know, media is very important to every culture and it plays such a huge role in people's development of self-confidence, especially children. So when children are watching these shows and they're not seeing their skin tone being represented, and they also have to deal with societal norms and societal ideas saying that, oh, this skin tone is not worthy or this skin tone means you're not rich or anything, like, that would negatively impact that child's view on themselves you know and that can carry on into adulthood so as you can see that plays such a huge role in people's self-confidence and self-worth and self-value and i understand like we really need to let go of these negative stereotypes about certain skin colors because everyone is beautiful and the fact that we're still being divided based off of the color of our skin and the shade of our skin is extremely disappointing And it really messes people up. So next I'm going to move on to the Bollywood film industry. And in India, in the Bollywood film industry, the starring roles tend to go towards lighter skinned actors and actresses. And colorism in India has actually been dated all the way back to the British colonial rule because British officials would constantly demean dark skinned Indians and then favor light skinned Indians for jobs over those dark skinned Indians. And what happens when people don't get jobs? They can't feed their families. They can't take care of their loved ones. They're stressed. So all of these things are happening to people just because of their shade of their skin. And I don't need to tell you guys how bad that is. Like, you know how bad that is. And the fact that this has been happening for so long and it's still carrying on today that certain people get certain jobs because of their color of their skin just really shows how far we've come as a whole world, not even just in India, but as a whole world in general. Have we really come that far? Like, genuinely think about that. This is just a quick plug and reminder that you can comment down below as you're listening, anything you want to say, not even just in response to the question that I just asked, but anything that's on your mind and your heart, 
anything you want to add to the conversation, any ideas, feel free to drop it down below. Alrighty, back to the conversation. So as I was saying before, super early in the beginning of this podcast, I said that as we go on, I will be zooming into a more personal perspective and that is what I'm going to shift in now. So get your popcorn ready, guys, because you're about to hear Alicia's tea. Not even tea. I'm playing with y'all. You're about to hear Alicia's perspective. So I identify as black and specifically Caribbean American, but I do live in the United States. So I know a lot about um, America's history, not even history, present day behavior and history with black people in this country. Like with many other races, there's a lot of bias towards lighter-skinned people in the Black community, which dates back to slavery. Um, Skin complexion was a determining factor to what jobs some slaves were assigned, or if it was post-slavery, whether or not some people were worthy enough to receive an education. So there actually was a brown paper bag test for Black people in the United States, which basically meant if you were lighter than a brown paper bag, then you were able to receive certain quote-unquote privileges. And if you were darker, you were not able to receive these privileges. Such privileges include getting an education, getting a certain job, sitting in a certain place, using a certain facility, etc., etc., and the list goes on. I can tell you a whole lot more about the Black struggle in the United States pertaining to colorism, but I kind of want to shift gears and just provide my own personal anecdote so maybe you guys can relate to that. And once again, don't forget to drop a comment on how you feel with all of this, how you're hanging in there. Anything you want to say, just drop a comment. Alrighty, so I definitely have internalized colorism. I am a dark-skinned young woman. And even though I was never directly told that I was ugly because of my dark skin, I assumed that people wouldn't find me attractive because of my dark skin. And I don't really remember the specific reasons why or if there was a specific moment. But I do have to say that media did play a big role, um, especially in TV shows that I would find my family members watching. Like, I didn't really pay attention to it, but a lot of these shows that had black characters, they tended to be light-skinned. And the main character was also light-skinned. But, like, the side friend or the best friend, she was always dark-skinned, but she was never the leading role. And, you know, sometimes you want to see yourself being that leading role, you know? Especially as a young kid, you want to see someone who's the leader, who takes on all the big roles. But I never really saw that in TV, so that definitely played a role. And not only that, um, in a lot of the TV shows that were on while I was roaming around as a youngster, um, the quote-unquote best friend who happened to be dark-skinned was always single. There was always that storyline that um, she could never get a man. And I'm speaking from a heterosexual perspective because that that was what was shown on television and I also do identify as heterosexual. So the quote-unquote best friend, the dark-skinned woman, she was also always single. She was always just full of attitude, full of sass, and I feel like they painted her to be to have traits that may come off as unattractive to some people and all those things that I've witnessed as a young person as a young small child I think I've internalized that and that carried with me into I guess preteen teenage years when I began to realize that oh like this person's attractive this person is not attractive so I just internalized that oh like I just like based on what I've seen on the media like I'm just not attractive like people won't find me attractive and you know i never really want i never wanted to be a light skinned person but i was upset 
that even within my own race, that people can hate me for being dark skinned and they can dislike me for no reason within my own race. Like that was crazy to me that black people as a whole can be going through our own struggle in the United States and even within our struggle against white people and other people in the United States, we still have to deal on top of that with the hatred within our own race. Like that was just ridiculous to me and I didn't like that at all. It just bothered me so much. I was very, very upset about it for a very long time. And I think with that, especially in middle school, um, in middle school, light-skinned boys were very much praised. And this was during the time of team light skin, team dark skin. And I saw a lot of praise toward light-skinned people. So as a dark-skinned girl, I'm sitting there like, like, I don't want to feed into that stereotype that light-skinned men are more attractive than dark-skinned men. So as a way of pushback, the way that this is the way that I handle it. I said, okay, I'm just not going to like light-skinned men. I'm just not going to find any of them attractive. And that stuck with me for years, that I wouldn't find a single light-skinned man attractive because I didn't want to fit that stereotype or play into that that foolish idea that light-skinned men are superior to dark-skinned men. Like, I didn't want to be that person. Because during that time, during my middle school years, all the girls, well, not all the girls, but based on what I've seen in the media and what was going around in my school at the time, the girls wanted to be with the light-skinned boys. And I just didn't, I didn't like it. So I decided to push back. And instead of realizing in the moment that, you know, maybe this is not the best solution, I just took it with me for years and it took a lot of conversation and a lot of work and a lot of addressing my own relationship to colorism and race for me to realize that like disliking a whole group of people based on the color of the skin is just as bad as what other people were doing. Like what I was doing was just as bad, even though I had justified it at the time when I was in middle school and those years afterwards until I figured it out. So yes, it did take a lot of conversation and just sitting with my emotions and sitting with my own experience and hearing about the experience of others for me to make the progress that I needed to make to become the person that I am today. I can gladly tell you that I like every single color, every single race, like literally it's fine. And I don't have that anger towards light-skinned people as I did in middle school. Like back then that's just how I dealt with it and now I'm more educated, more aware and I'm proud to say that I've made a lot of progress so quick plug in once more drop a comment you know this is a conversation between you and me we're chit-chatting here you know we're chatting it up so don't be afraid to talk to me Alrighty. so the next thing i want to say is like i said before i didn't want to be light skin like i didn't want to have a lighter skin than i have now but i definitely wanted quote unquote light skin features and let me tell you about this light skin features there is there's no such thing as light skin features like the big curly hair can come on any color skin okay and back then i thought that the big curly hair could only come on light-skinned girls so i'm going to speak from the perspective of when i was younger so let's just go to middle school alicia because this is when i was really starting to deal with my blackness and deal with my dark skin black girlness so, um, let's say in the eighth grade, I wanted 
not even probably seventh or eighth grade i wanted the big curly hair which i associated with being light skin and as we know because we are mature smart educated intellectual women and men and whoever's listening whatever you identify as we know that that's not the case okay we know that there's not one thing for one person or one shade of person and media had given me a false depiction of these features so which is why i was like oh big curly hair means light skin and short kinky hair means dark skin everything that i learned was fed to me by the media which is why i was talking about the media earlier because they play a really huge role like i said and i get really passionate when it comes to talking about everything the media is doing wrong with portrayal of people but let's stay on track shall we but yes i wanted these quote-unquote light skin features because that is what i was fed by media saying that those features are more beautiful and that's what i wanted i wanted to be more beautiful i wanted to be more attractive because what society was telling me that my dark skin wasn't beautiful and you know what this is a beautiful transition into what i want to say next after every single podcast that i do with you guys we're gonna go full circle okay we're gonna wrap this up with a nice glamorous speech about why you are gorgeous you are beautiful and you are that person so give me a second let me let me get my juices ready okay let me let me get my speech my vocabulary everything let me get that flowing pumping because y'all need the best speech you will ever hear okay because you deserve it so I just want to say to everyone who's listening, you are absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. It doesn't matter what race you are, how tall you are, how old you are. It does not matter. You are gorgeous. Like, do you see yourself? Amazing, spectacular, immaculate, everything in between. You are that girl. You're beautiful. No matter what color you are, the shade you are. No matter what society tells you, what your family tells you, what your haters tell you, I'm telling you that you're gorgeous and you're beautiful and you're everything and more, okay? You're everything and more. You're smart, intelligent. You're, you're just, wow, I'm a loss for words. I can't even describe you. The amount of words that I have, don't even, they don't even sum up how amazing you are, okay? You are a beautiful girl no matter what race you are it doesn't matter i don't care what anyone says you're beautiful with that shade that you have you're beautiful with that hair that you have you're beautiful with that body that you have you're beautiful with that brain and heart that you have okay and here at kaleidoscope team magazine we love you very very much like so so much you can't even tell me the number like we just love you so, so much. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of Kaleidoscope Team Magazine. Thank you for tuning in and listening to me talk to you for such a long time. Like, I really appreciate it. You have a different kind of strength to be sitting here listening to me for this long. But yeah, we want to thank you so, so much. And don't forget to follow our Instagram at Kaleidoscope Team. And if you want to follow me, that's fine too. It's H-O-N-E-Y-D-R-X-P-P. That's Honey Drip. And yeah, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay happy. Stay joyful. Don't forget to leave a comment down below. You're beautiful and we love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. XOXO, Alicia Joseph.